Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm very proud to say that this episode of Macabre London is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash macabre London. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player, and I'll be recommending one of those books later on in the show. London today is a bustling metropolis, an exciting place to visit and a somewhat safe place to call home. An eclectic mix of people from all over the world live in London, and the crime rate is dropping year on year. In some parts of this vibrant capital, the crime rate is lower than that of much smaller cities in other parts of the UK. However, things haven't always been so safe. Stories and tales of old have echoed around these streets and grown to become that of legend, particularly those of gruesome nature. Today we'll be exploring one of those stories and discovering about London's often bloody past. My name is Nikki Drews and this is Macabre London. Halloween is synonymous with spooks and ghouls and so it would be remiss of me if I didn't tell you a ghost story that is so first-hand that it couldn't come any more from the horse's mouth. That is because this ghost story is something which I encountered just under two years ago. When I was looking for places to rent in London, me and my newly acquired housemate from a flatmate speed dating event went to view a house that was huge but really cheap to rent. It was a beautiful Victorian terraced house by the woods at Shooters Hill in South London an area we now know used to be the pathway to Kent and where many highwaymen would attack and also murder people passing through. The house was strange in its layout. It had a sloping conservatory which led to a galley kitchen 
a basement on the middle floor, which the living and dining room sat over on the upper floor, and the bathroom and two bedrooms were also on their own separate levels. If there was a room, it was bizarrely placed. The house itself had an incredibly loud boiler, which sporadically made the sound of the Martian fighting machine from the Steven Spielberg film The War of the Worlds, which always made staying in the house on your own a slightly nerve-wracking experience. A few things started to happen in the house, which I put down to me being overtired or just generally being forgetful. A few things started to happen in the house, which I put down to me being overtired or just generally being forgetful. Food would move around in the cupboard, which I put down to my new housemate, but then I soon realised that he didn't eat anything at home as he was working nights, something which he later confirmed with me. Things would move from the living room and reappear in my bedroom, but not normal things that you would expect to be in a bedroom. Magazines from the downstairs table would appear in there. Cutlery would appear behind the TV, and my washing that I would hang out on the upper banister would always fall from the top of the stairs. One night, the table in the living room started to violently shake from side to side, which I put down to my cat who was sitting on top of it, except there was no way she could have moved it, and jumped off the table once it started to move. It continued wobbling for a good ten seconds afterwards. One night I was on my own and getting ready for bed in the bathroom at the bottom of the stairs leading up to my bedroom. As I was washing my face, I saw something moving behind me in the mirror, so I called out to my cat. I turned round and she wasn't there. After I dried off my face and went to walk up the stairs, I saw it. I should first say that in my mind the jury is out when it comes to ghosts, so I've always been open to hearing other people's experiences, but I usually put them down to a trick of the eye even when the story is considerably believable. But here I was, stood there, having a paranormal experience and trying to tell myself it wasn't real. As I looked up the stairs, I could see two yellow arms that were clearly those of a child protruding from my bedroom door, flopping onto the navy blue carpet. The limbs were blotchy and jaundiced and looked as if I imagine a rotting corpse would look like. As I stood there in complete silence, I saw the arms start to move, grasping at the floor and pushing up under weak-looking elbows. The arms were then followed by a wet, hair-covered face, which was missing eyes. It moved its head around and seemingly stopped for a second before continuing to haul its small, heavy body onto the short landing. As it crawled, I expected to see the boy's legs following him, but he was seemingly cut in half as his clothes were ragged from the waist down. Well, I say clothes, he was naked from the waist up, and below he wore a belt and tattered blue shorts, but they may have been trousers before whatever fate happened to him. He continued his crawl into the wall, which was only about a metre from the bedroom door, and then he was gone. I immediately ran up to where he'd been and went straight into my room and shut the door. After that evening, we only stayed in the house a further two months, as I always felt uneasy and like I was being watched whilst I was taking a bath or during the night when I was sleeping, as I'd often wake up and felt that the boy was there. I don't think he meant me any harm, but I didn't ever tell my housemate or even my boyfriend about the occurrences until after we left the house, as I was scared that if I acknowledged his presence, I might make things worse. The area around that house is known for its terrifying goings-on, so maybe the boy was caught up in something like that, or maybe he just had an accident in the house. Whatever it was, it's made me more of a believer now 
but there's still a part of my brain that questions if my head did just make it all up. Thank you for listening to that special episode of Macabre London. That's our Halloween special. I can confirm for you that that is a true story, so please don't have nightmares this evening. (laughs) Our next episode will be out in a few days, so keep an eye out for that one, and we'll see you again then. Take care, have a happy Halloween! For you, the listeners of Macabre London, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service and to see what audiobooks are all about. There's a ton of books to choose from on Audible, but let me give you some pointers of where to start. I've been enjoying London, the biography by Peter Ackroyd. Now, if you've ever seen this book in its physical form, you'll know that it's huge. It's too heavy to comfortably carry around in a bag, but with Audible, the beauty is no heavy books. London the Biography is broken up into manageable sections on Audible, so you can just listen to the chapters you're interested in, and you don't necessarily have to commit to listening to the 800-page book in full. I'm currently enjoying the section on Fire and Pestilence, read by Simon Callow, if enjoying is the right word to use. So why not give it a go? Of course, you don't just have to listen to history. If you fancy giving Harry Potter a listen, then that's all there too and read by national treasure Stephen Fry. Or you may want to give Katie Price's new novel a go, but don't want to be seen reading it in public. Well, then Audible is just for you. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash macabre London. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash macabre London for your free audiobook. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.